It is the newest member of the John Boy Media family. The guy who's got basically 200 more wins than any of us. David Cohn, it's good to see you, man. Hey, Chris, how are you? Good to be on with you, man. I've been a fan of your work for a while. I don't know uh, how you are all those years, though, I'll tell you that. Nah, stop. How you doing, all right? I'm doing good. Things are yeah. good. Well, congratulations on your on your uh, new endeavor here at John Boy, Towing the Slab, number one ranked podcast in the entire baseball world out of the gate. Good. When people tune in, what are they expecting to hear? You know, it's a pitching-centric uh, kind of a, a project that we're going to do. You know, I've got James Smythe with me, who's uh, I've worked with for years on the Yes Network. He's a great mm -hmm. research statistician and Justin Shackles is going to be our point guard. He's a great host and uh, very young, talented, up-and-comer. So a couple of young kids I wanted to give a chance to, and uh, they kind of, uh, you know, uh, talked me into it, really. They, they were the, kind of the impetus behind this. They kind of pushed me to do it. So we're going to talk about pitching. It's a place you go for old, young, whatever you want, Chris. I mean, if you're an old-school guy and you want, to, you want to bitch about today's game, uh, you know, and the starting pitching, you can come here. <laughs> If you're a new school guy and you want to get some new new metrics explained to you, then it's the place to go as well. I love it. I love it. So go out and download that now. Also, you can check it out on our YouTube page. It's all over the place. So once again, that is called Towing the Slab. And today, you're towing the slab with me, filling in for Trevor Plouffe here on Baseball Today. It's all presented to you by Dugout Mugs, and let's get to it. We have half of the final equation for the World Series. As the Houston Astros have now made it in 2017, 2019, and 2021, they win the ALCS in six games. Cody, be honest here. How shocked were you after they fell back two games to one and their starting pitching seemed to be in shambles that they are now the American League champs? Well, I, I think the, the shocking part, really, I don't know if I'm shocked, but that there's, their young pitching stepped up. You know, when you look at what Framber Valdez did and what Luis Garcia did in the last two games, I mean, they, not only were they good, they were dominant at a time when the Houston Astros really needed them to be that. And, uh, you know, when you think about Houston, you think about, to me, they were the best and most consistent team in the American League this year, just bar none. Go back to even April and May, they got off to a decent start. Everybody was talking about, wow, Houston's pretty good. They look pretty good. Well, at the end of the year, they were still there. And all the other teams were very streaky. The Yankees were unbelievably streaky this year. Boston was very streaky Really, the whole American League was streaky, other than maybe the White Sox, who weren't pushed that hard in the Central Division. But, mm -hmm. but the one team that was there all year long. You know, I I was shocked only because I didn't know about the health of Garcia after Game 2. Uh, Odorizzi had pitched once in, like, three weeks for him in relief. They were without one of the best big-game pitchers that we have in the sport today in Lance McCullers. And once Zach Greinke only got four outs in Game 4, I was like, this thing's over. This is just not happening. The math is not going to work out for them. But then over the final three games, they outscore Boston 23-3. to To me, the big deal was Fromberg coming out and giving them eight innings because it allowed them to reset their pitching. All those arms that they had been blowing through in the bullpen could kind of collect their breath. They had an off day before game six. That had to have made a huge difference for that entire pitching staff, didn't it, in your opinion? Yeah, no, those are great points, Chris, without a doubt. I think there was a lot of worry there about the Astros pitching. But when you look at their lineup and you have uh, Gurriel batting seventh, they have the deepest lineup. So it was just a matter of time. Mm -hmm. You thought, man, they would get it going. They could bang their way through it. Jordan Alvarez, I mean, what, what can you say about him? What an incredible talent. What a beautiful swing he has. But to your point, Chris, you're right. I mean, if, if you don't have the pitching – 
then you then you can get into a slugfest and it might not matter. You know, even it's, it's so. Uh, you know, uh, Garcia and Valdez were the mm -hmm. key. Framber Valdez kind of right to the ship. He said he really that was the game that that really set up the whole postseason for them to get to the World Series. And, and by the way, people can continue to say whatever they want, harbor ill will toward the Astros. We said, you know, you are entitled to feel however you feel. If you want to move on from 2017, it's your right. If you still want to look at them as cheaters and I'll never root for them and all that sort of stuff. But collectively as a sport, you have, in my opinion, I am separating the Astros, whatever feelings I might have for the Astros, and I still haven't figured that out on a personal front, to the love and admiration I have for Dusty Baker. I have talked to countless guys over the years, and I'm sure you have plenty of friends that have played for Dusty in his varying stops, whether it's San Francisco, Chicago, Cincinnati, Washington, or now Houston, that that man is beloved in this sport. He is, and this is poetic justice in the long run because this will now put him front and center into the Hall of Fame discussion again. I mean, this guy's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Any doubt before, and there shouldn't have been, but if there was any doubt before, now uh, those questions have been answered. He will go directly to the Hall of Fame now, regardless of what happens into the World Series, because he's now taken two teams to the World Series from each league. Uh, just a remarkable man, uh, the right man in the right spot for that team. And I agree with you, Chris. Um, you know, the Houston Astros, no matter how you feel or what happened, there aren't that many players that are left from that 2017 team. But the core, oh. there are five guys, right? Five guys are left, and all of them use this as motivation. Um, you know, all of them had something to prove. And you know what? You have to give them credit. They came back this year on a mission, and they're going back to the World Series. Okay. So next question is Jordan Alvarez, who was just smoking the ball all over the place. Ends up going 12 for 23, nine hits in his last 13 at-bats to become the ALCS MVP. Now, Coney, you're a pitcher. You're a stud in a – it's basically um, lined with, you know, minefields when you look at that Astros lineup. Is he the toughest outgoing, whether it be for the Dodgers or the Braves in that next round? Certainly for right-handed pitching, he is, yes. That, that's the key for him right in the middle of that order. I mean, they have tremendous balance in their order because of him. You know, if I'm a right-handed pitcher and I have a good slider and a good breaking ball, I'm thinking, okay, uh, Altuve's the righty. He, he's kind of a free swinger. If I have my good stuff, I can get him to chase. Correa, tough out. And, you know, but uh, yeah, if I throw good quality sliders, you know, I feel good about the shape of my slider if I get it in a good spot. But Alvarez presents a whole different – you know, set of problems for me. I've got to change my arm angle. I've got to get my splitter going as a right-handed pitcher. And he's scary because if you make a mistake, he's going to lose it as well. So he's a big guy. He's intimidating. He's got plate discipline. He doesn't swing at a lot of bad pitches. Mm -hmm. And he's in the perfect spot because he's protected in that order with that great deep Houston Astros lineup. Yeah, the only other guy I'd throw out there, and you don't think of him because he doesn't do nearly the amount of damage that Jordan does, is Michael Brantley who has hit safely in 20 of his last 20. I can't imagine how frustrating an at-bat he would be for pitchers because he is the same guy every time. He is so quiet up there. And you're talking about a guy who's almost a lifetime 300 playoff hitter against the best pitching ever. And he's the guy that seems to balance everybody else in that lineup out. It's so true. A professional hitter, right? I mean, just, just one of the best of his generation and certainly uh, contact, which is the theme of the Houston Astros lineup, right? The, Hard to strike out in a, in a strikeout uh, type of uh, era that we're in now that the Houston Astros are the ones that are kind of leading the way back of, of a high-contact team, a team that, that is very diversified offensively. But you're right. I mean, 
he's just like Grantley, only he's got tremendous power. He's, he's right. given 30 pounds and a little and a few inches uh, of height. Uh, you know, that, that's really right. That's a great, great comp. He is Michael Brantley only with pop. And, and uh, by the way, Dusty's going to have to make some sort of decision here, right? Because they're either going to play games one and two and possibly six and seven in L.A. or games three, four, and five in Atlanta where you're losing the D.H. So either Brantley or Alvarez starts the game on the bench. That's going to be a really, really interesting choice moving forward. It is. It's a very interesting choice. And, you know, it's, it's a pet peeve of mine, Chris, because, you know, we had the universal DH last year in both leagues. And mm -hmm. Major League Baseball decided to yank that off the table for this year and use it as a bargaining chip for the collective bargaining agreement. I, I didn't like that at all. I, thought, I think a, a card laid is a card played, as they say. And, mm -hmm. you know, they, it was, what a tease last year. We got a universal DH last year, and then they took it <laughs> So you're right. That is a big deal. World Series. All right. Let's, uh, we bid adieu to the Boston Red Sox, who uh, at the beginning of the season, if you check the Pakoda standings, uh, they were projected to just go 80 and 82 and had less than a 1% chance of winning the American League East. They finished as the number one wild card. They ran all the way to game six of the ALCS. Give me a description of Boston's season. It, to me, it, it, it was – it was constantly battling the narrative of how could you trade Mookie Betts? You know, you set your franchise back for years. The best player in the game, Mookie Betts, is out in L.A. as a Dodger. And, yeah, you got some nice pieces back. And, yeah, Verdugo, Alex Verdugo is a nice player in return. But you're never going to recover from that. And, and not only did they recover, uh, you know, they found people off the scrap heap. I mean, I don't know if you could describe Hunter Renfro as a, as a scrap, scrap heap guy, but – He's bounced around a little bit and not fulfilled his potential, and he really had a bust-out year in Boston. Yeah, I mean, they paid him $3 million for one year. Anybody exactly. could have had that guy. Anybody could have had him, and so you have to give the Boston uh, Red Sox front office a lot of credit. They put some pieces together that really fit well. They kind of found lightning in the bottle, so to speak. Uh, we'll see if that's sustainable going into mm -hmm. next year and on down the road. Certainly this year it worked, but you got to give Alex Cora credit. Uh, Nathan Avaldi, I mean <laughs> – this is a guy that was kind of maligned early in his career as to why do you want better than you are? You throw the ball 100 miles an hour, right. get hit. Well, well, he's one of the, the, the best pitchers in the game right now and one of the gut gutsiest pitchers in the game, and he led that staff this year. I think sometimes it's a little unfair when we say that a team massively overachieved, particularly one of, of Boston's lineage. I don't think that's fair because they've got world champions on that team. Uh, they've got a lot of pedigree, all that sort of stuff. So – were they better than expected? Yes. But once they started putting it together, and you can see what I did. People are trying to say, well, manager doesn't mean anything anymore. Well, that's bullshit. You can say, I'm sorry. Alex Cora meant the world to this franchise. And I know that he had a bad last couple games because things didn't work out, whatever. The Evaldi moving game four didn't work out for him, all that sort of shit. That guy made a huge difference over 162 games. I could not agree more. I mean, he is just into every game that – you know, he's, you know, Chris, when I watch these games or I do these games for the Yankees and we play Boston a lot throughout the course of the year in an unbalanced schedule. So we see Boston a lot. I see Cora. I've never seen a more dynamic uh, manager interact with his players during the game. I mean, he's talking every situation. He's up and down the bench. He's face to face with hitters. If he sends a pinch hitter up, he'll call him back and, and he'll be the coach. He'll be the hitting coach. So th th there's a a dynamic attitude that he has that just kind of permeates throughout that clubhouse, throughout that team. Uh, and he's obviously a great communicator. Uh, he, he, he's the perfect guy 
right there in that spot. He is very valuable to that franchise. No question. Uh, quick reminder, once again, this is the Saturday uh, playoff edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by our friends over at Dugout Mugs. And, Coney, even though I know you made good coin during your career, but you're like the rest of us. You like getting free shit, don't you? Absolutely. Okay, good. So all you have to do is get on board. Dugout Mugs has given away $25,000 worth of product here over the next week. So every single order that you place at dugoutmugs.com is going to include one of these cool things, a free knob shot. Have you gotten one of these yet? Have you gotten it engraved yet? No, I got to get on board. I think, you know, I'm, I'm behind. I'm, I'm the new guy to the team here. So I, I, I was going to say, come on, come on, rookie. Let's do this thing. So you get one of these. And these are usually 25 bucks. But when you place your order and you use the code word John Boy, you can get 35% off your order. That's better than the Black Friday sale they were going to do. 35% off your order when you go to dugoutmugs.com. Use the keyword John Boy. So I'm going to make this, the math very simple because I'm kind of dumb out here. If you order 100 bucks worth of product, you're only paying 65 Plus, if you're one of the first thousand people to use this order with the John Boy tag, you get one of these. That's worth 25 bucks. So that's like $125 worth of product for $65. You are not going to find a better deal anywhere. And start doing your holiday shopping now. You're reading all over the place that product is limited. It's tough because of travel, all that sort of stuff. Get it done today in the month of October. Dugoutmugs.com. Keyword, John Boy. And then we'll say bottoms up to you. As we slam one of those knob shots, I gotta get one of these. Toe the slab. I'm gonna get it engraved on the side and send it to you as a welcome gift. Nice. All right. So the Atlanta Braves are gonna try and close out the NLCS for the second straight game as the series just moves back to Atlanta. The big news we found out last night: Max Scherzer not gonna pitch Game Six. The Dodgers just announced early on Saturday morning they're going with Walker Buehler on three days rest. He has done this already in the postseason. He saved the Dodgers' season in game four, the divisional round against the San Francisco Giants. How confident are you he, that he can do it again? You know, I, I, at first I was really surprised when I saw this news, Chris, because I thought, you know, you got to win two games. Just, just keep Walker Bueller for game seven mm -hmm. and, and try to keep him on full rest because, you know, you win game six and you're in trouble in game seven anyway. But they already had the bullpen game. They're coming off of a bullpen game. So they probably feel like Walker Bueller gives them the best chance to give them some innings and maybe give their bullpen a little bit of a break in terms of all the guys that had to pitch in, in that bullpen game the other night and mm -hmm. so for the game seven strategy. So maybe an extra day of rest for the bullpen guys, go with Walker Bueller in game six, get to a game seven, and then figure it out as you go then. So, yeah, I'm a little surprised, but now that I think about it, you know, they've been stretched. This has been a war of attrition for all the pitchers in the postseason across the board. Maybe maybe that's why Houston's young guys were the ones that came through because they're young and they, they, they weren't beat up throughout the regular season. Right. The veteran guys are certainly showing it and, and certainly the wear and tear of coming off of COVID season last year, a big full season this year on the heels of that is really taking its toll on pitching. Uh, people want me to go pop the knob shot. I, I do this occasionally. Plouffe taught me this. That was a good one. That's for all you fans out there in the chat. You're welcome. Um, Coney, how tough is it for a guy to go on three days rest when he had never done it before the postseason? You know, it is difficult. Speaking from experience, Chris, the times I did it, uh, you, you have to anticipate that maybe the first couple of innings you'll be fine, but that the fatigue will set in sooner, quicker. And that's what happened to me. By the second, third, and fourth innings, my velocity started to drop. And you've got to be prepared for that. You've got to be able to, you've got to be ready to mix in some of your off-speed pitches to get creative, 
to be able to get all of your repertoire into play earlier in the game than you normally would. You know, a lot of times power pitchers, especially like a Walker Bueller, might go through the lineup one time with just his fastball and breaking ball, maybe save some of his other pitches for the second and third time through the order. You've got to be in full pitching mode early. You've got to anticipate you're going to lose a little velocity a little quicker throughout the course. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the Dodgers have been living and dying with this bullpen. Really, throughout the month of September and now here in October, if you look at it, they used seven pitchers in game five, four the game before that, nine in game three, seven in game two, and eight in game one. I mean, at some point, not everybody is going to be on point. They just lost Joe Kelly. He was replaced by David Price, who hasn't even thrown in 20 days. So you don't know what you're going to get out of him. Of course, the Braves did the same thing with Drew Smiley. And not only did they get away with it, he was the biggest reason why they won game four, in my opinion. So, I mean, at some point, do you expect David Price to be in there and try to get some outs? It's quite possible. Absolutely. And I think because he's a veteran and because he has really good mechanics, that he's probably going to be okay in terms of finding the strike zone and throwing pitches for strikes at least. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he might have to. He might, yeah. have, he might be the guy that you need to get a couple of innings out of because, uh, you know, they had that bullpen game the other day. Uh, Gratterall threw two innings. You know, the entire bullpen, you know, was really stretched and used a lot. So, yeah, I, I would not be surprised to see David Price in that game, especially if Walker Bueller shows signs of fatigue early on. And, and certainly in Game 7, Price is going to be right in the middle of that, that as well if they get there. All right, Tony, big one for you here. The Atlanta players, they have acknowledged that they blew the 3-1 series lead against the Dodgers in the NLCS a year ago. But they also say, not a big deal. This is a different year. This is 2021. Would it weigh on your mind at all if you were an Atlanta player? You know, when it starts to weigh on your mind, Chris, is, uh, is if uh, the Dodgers get a lead in this Game 6. And then it, it, during the latter innings, you can't help. You, the human element creeps in. It's like, here we go again. Is this really going to happen again? And you try to fight those feelings as, as a ball player when you're on that bench. But collectively, you kind of look around and you feed off of each other. And, and you can't help but to have those thoughts go through your mind. So, yeah, you, you better get it done tonight. If you're Atlanta, you better get it done in game six against Walker Bueller on short rest. Because if you get to a game seven, well, you, those doubts do creep in no matter what happens. Even if it is a bullpen game and everybody's tired and nobody knows who's going to pitch, doesn't really matter because the Dodgers are swinging the bat a lot better now. That's a scary thought. You know, Bellinger's back. Bellinger's swinging the bat. The Dodgers collectively are swinging the bat very well. And who knows? Maybe even Albert Pujols. Maybe this is, maybe this is for him. You know, you never know. Maybe he's going to step up and fill the void where the injuries are. Hey, he, got, he was on base three times in game five and was a huge part of, uh, you know, circling the pillows and when Chris Taylor is putting the ball over the wall. I, I don't understand how you couldn't be. If you're an Atlanta player, and, and baseball players are better at blocking out all the noise than any other athlete because you play every day. So you know that 62 days a year, even if you are an exceptionally elite team, you're still walking away a loser. So you have to be able to wash that off. But there's no way that those guys aren't sitting there saying, shit, this is not happening again. Because you know Atlanta fans, as excited as they're going to be tonight, and that place is going to be rocking, and I think it's going to be awesome, they're all scared to death of what might happen. There's no question about it. Yeah, well, it's, yeah as, as I said, you know, I mean, that's why the, the early innings are so important in these postseason games. You know, the team that scores first, the team mm -hmm. that 
control. Uh, you know, it's a game of first in baseball. You know, strike one, get get the count in your favor if you're a pitcher or vice versa if you're a hitter or scoring the first inning. That's all held true throughout the whole postseason. The team that yep. scored has an overwhelming winning percentage up to this point. So, yes, I agree with you, Chris. Early in that game is going to tell a story. And, you know, I've seen it. I've been on those benches where things are going against you, and it's like, oh, no, this is happening again, and how do we stop it? It's a helpless feeling because there's nothing you do in a baseball game. You've got to just kind of let it unfold. You know, you can't force the issue. You know, if you're a batter and you make an out, you got to wait for eight other turns to get another chance to go up there and do anything. And if you're a pitcher and you get knocked out of the game, that's it for the day. You can't go back in there and pitch again. It must be excruciating when you're a starting pitcher and you, like, you know you're not even playing that day. You, and you're just sitting there as a fan. You're like, Jesus, come on, guys. Can we get this shit going, please? Exactly. And you're putting your spikes on this time of year if you're a starting pitcher. Right. You might go sit in the bullpen because you might be needed for an inning or an out. Or It's all hands on deck right now. And so, yeah, I agree with you. The Atlanta importance of game six is huge for them. Yeah. By the way, did you ever pinch run? I never pinch run. I pinch hit once. I pinch hit and got a hit. I actually got a hit. Back when I played with the Mets, back in the late in the early '90s, I got a I had to pinch hit for John Franco, our closer, and I had a hit off of Dale Mahorsic. Can you believe? I remember that like it was yesterday, right? <laughs> did you did you did you pull it? Uh, I did. It was kind of up the middle. It was kind of a little humpback line drive that, that I kind of dumped into center field for Holy a big Coney. Nice, good work. I love that. Uh, all right, so. Give me a prediction tonight. Are we going to know who's uh, playing the Houston Astros in the World Series, or do we need another day? I think we're going to need another day. I really do. I think that wow. I think the Dodgers are swinging the bat right now uh, better than they have probably in a long time. I think Bellinger is the X factor right now. Uh, I don't think you can ex you can ex expect another three run home run game, right? But. Uh, you know, uh, but, but, but I think that uh, there, there's something about that Dodger lineup right now. They, they look like they can swing the bat. I expect a barn burner of a game tonight, and I expect it to get pushed to game seven. I would love it. I always root for more baseball. That's why I'm rooting for the Dodgers tonight. But I think the Atlanta Braves close it out. Now, I said that the other day because they had the best pitcher in baseball over the last two and a half months, Max Fried, on the mound, and it didn't work out for him. I think it does work out. I don't know if Ian Anderson is a star or if that bullpen that has done a tremendous job for the most part for Atlanta gets it done. But I think Atlanta is punching its ticket for the first time in 22 years. I think we have Astros Braves, which means congratulations, Dodger fans. You will be playing tomorrow because I suck at this prediction stuff. So there you go. Um, That's valid, though. That's strong opinion. I like it. Yeah, but it, I'm never right on this stuff. <laughs> Every Just look at the chat at some point. No fan wants me to pick their team to do well because I stink at it. But last thing here, now that you are officially a member of the John Boy media family, how much have John Boy and Jake hit you up for good Yankees seats in 2022 already? <laughs> Not yet. Thanks for the warning, though. I'm going I'm to be on the lookout now for them next year. You know, I mean, I've admired Jake and, and, and Jimmy for a lot of years. I think I was the first one to mention them on a Yes broadcast, you know, mm -hmm. part of Yankees Twitter. So uh, we've been talking about them for a while. And then lo and behold, here we are. They're our bosses, Chris. So, right? We, we I, are at this point. I, I hear you, man. You know, they they tell me to jump. I say how high. And I got no problem with it whatsoever. Coney, it was great getting to hang out with you. I really appreciate it. Uh, once again, tell everybody about the podcast that they can download and is the number one podcast in the baseball world right now. 
Yes, please. Uh, toe in the slab. If you like pitching, it's the place to go because we're going to talk all things pitching right and left. And Chris, I've been a big fan of your work over the years. It's a pleasure as well. It's always great hanging out with you. Uh, I appreciate it. And don't worry, I'm sure we'll be hitting you up at some point during the playoffs. I know you got a little bit of a move going on. Don't forget when you're lifting the couch, don't bend over. That's how you hurt your back. Go from the knees up. There you or go. Spend a little bit of that hard-earned cash and actually pay for movers this time around, okay? Hey, for maybe hang something up on the wall here. I look like a I was going to say, do you want to blink twice if you need help? Are you, are you being held hostage right now? <laughs> yeah, blink exactly. Blink twice. Jimmy, Jimmy will be over there and do a breakdown of, uh, of uh, how he, he rescued you. Nice. <laughs> All right, everybody have a wonderful day. Thanks for watching Baseball Today, presented to you by Dugout Mugs. Ploof, back in the chair tomorrow. We will see you Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Coney, thanks. Have a great baseball day, everyone. Thank you, Chris.